Uh, God, thank you that you're good. Thank you that we have hands and feet. Thank you for the small things in life um, that we don't even notice. Thank you that you woke us up this morning. I pray for John as he preaches and he brings God's word. Um, I pray you bless him and I pray you still our hearts um, so we're not distracted by anything, the babies, the sound outside. Um, I pray you anoint him um, and we pray that you are glorified through his, his message. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Uh, yeah, morning. My name's John. Um, uh, Nick and I and the wider team, we lead the 915 congregation. So we've got, Nick and I have got three kids. Joel, wearing the nice Liverpool shirt there. Uh, we've got Jemima and Emily as well, who are downstairs in, in the children's work. And uh, I've been a part of Hope for quite a long time. Just slightly less than Margaret and Jeff, but not, not far off. Um, so we've been around a while. And uh, this morning, I just really want to, yeah, well, thank you for having me. And it's, it's great to be here. It's great just to be with you in worship to, uh, together and, uh, and just fan that into flame. Fan that gift that Nathaniel uh, spoke about this morning, just worship. Just fan that amongst you and just, uh, there's nothing to do with what I'm talking on, but I just thought I'd encourage you in that. It was great to be here with you. Well, I want to speak on this morning just a couple of verses in Ephesians, Ephesians 4, uh, verses 15 and 16, um, about being a body, being about a community built up in in love. So we're going to get to there in a moment. But before we do that, um, just uh, I just want to do a bit of a compare and a contrast. And uh, just want to apologise if there's any Man United fans here this morning, please feel free to Close your ears for a moment. This was quite painful for Joel Thomas last week when I spoke at the 9.15. But um, we're just going to compare and contrast the mighty Liverpool and the mighty Man United um, at the moment. So if we look at Man United first off, Man United have got loads of players, um, great players to be honest, the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, even though it pains me to say it, he is a great player. Um, And then you've got the likes of Paul Pogba and De Gea and these great players on massive wages and uh, really fantastic players, but they are not performing as a team. They're not performing as a collective. They're, They're struggling to gel together and therefore they're underperforming as to where they should be with that kind of quality at Manchester United and they've brought in many managers now to try and sort the problems out to try and lead them and galvanise them to to challenge for the Premier League title so they're really struggling but then in contrast if we take Liverpool just just take a moment and just look at Liverpool and it's a beautiful thing isn't it really you've got Liverpool there led by the the mighty Jurgen Klopp with his bright white teeth and he's just just he just smiles, he gleams, and you look at him and he just galvanises players, he leads his players, and he's there with the fans afterwards giving it all this, and, and the, the, the fans just respond to him. And, uh, and the players, they know what they're doing, they, they, they're communicating well with one another, they're on the pitch, they know where to be, they're, they're working well, they're, Trent will just put a glorious pass into Salah and it's just a beautiful goal in the back of the net, and they're, they're just performing, they're doing an amazing thing, and obviously they've won the EFL Cup recently and they're challenging for the Champions League, they play FA Cup this afternoon, the Premier League, it's all, it's all a beautiful thing at the moment, but if we go back to Man United, sorry guys. It's, it, they're not in a good place. And it took Liverpool 30 years to get out of that. We've been there. We can sympathise. But Man United, you're going to be there a while. So I don't want to prophesy that over them. But yeah. So apologies if you're a Man United fan. But I just I felt this morning, God's been speaking to me recently, just about being a body, about being a community, about being a team. And uh, obviously, Liverpool and Man United are very different teams. But we, as, as congregations, as a church, as Hope Church, we're, we're a body. And God speaks about that many times in, 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 the, in the Bible, about being um, a body. And, uh, and I want to look at this morning about being a body built up in love. 
And so we're going to get into that in a bit more detail. But before I do, I just want to give you a bit of context. There's lots of faces here that I don't recognise, which is brilliant. And it's lovely to meet you um, and see you. And we've, we've been on a bit of a journey as Hope Church um, over the last few years. So for, for a bit of context, we used to meet um, on the edge of Worcester City. I should say Worcester City rather than Worcester itself. Um, at Nunnery Wood High School, which is at the back and beyond. You had to really seek us out to find us um, up at the college. Um, we, were, we were one congregation there in terms of the Sunday morning congregation. Um, we'd meet up there and it, it was really good. And then obviously the dreaded COVID hit. And uh, we, uh, COVID came along and we all went into lockdown. And, uh, and for, for a good few years, and it felt like years, didn't it? We were in, in lockdown and we were Zooming it with tea and coffee on Zoom, which worked to a degree, but it wasn't like being, being there together when you get a big bear hug from Margaret on a Sunday morning. You, you miss it, don't you? You want to be together. And uh, obviously we did worship and, and, and talks on, on, online, and it, it was good. But there's something about being together in person, about being a body with one another. And, uh, and obviously COVID's robbed us of some of that over the last few years. But also I think there's been a shift and change in our culture over the last 10, 20, 30 years maybe, where we've become more and more isolated as a, as a culture. Yes, we've got loads of friends on Facebook and the WhatsApp and all the various social media outlets. We've got loads of friends on there, but actually as a culture, as a society, we're more and more disconnected, I'd say. And uh, I work for a software company, and uh, we provide various software and managed services for, for our clients. And uh, when we went into lockdown, we quite quickly started working from home. And, and as a company, we're now trying to encourage our team back into the office. But that's causing us real challenges, particularly with the younger generation. Sorry, guys. Um, but they're not wanting to come back. They're quite used to being at home, being isolated and working on their own. But as a company, we miss something with that. By not being in the office together, by not having a bit of a laugh about Liverpool and how uh, poorly Man United performed at the weekend, you, you, you miss something about bonding together. And you miss about learning about the person sat next to you. And you, you share experiences, you share what you've learned, and you, you can do that together. But we're struggling to get the people back into our office. And that causes us challenges at work. And the same can be here. It's so good to be together. It's so good to be connected. It's so good to share lives together. And I want to kind of look at that this morning. And just going back to some of our journey, obviously we were meeting up at a nunnery, COVID hit, and then whilst all that was happening, Jim did a fantastic job building this place, not on his own, but he did, he did a lot of it. Um, and, we, and it's fantastic to be here. Um, and when we thought about coming back to meeting together as a, as a body, we, we met with some of our, the, the guys that oversee us. And they really encouraged us to think about, how do we, how do we come back? And uh, they got us, uh, when I was sat in that meeting, I wasn't expecting the outcome that we came out with. And the fact, actually, we're going to multiply into multiple congregations. I thought we'd come back and just be what, what we did before. But actually, God was speaking to us. If you look around this room now, there's lots of empty spaces. There's lots of room, isn't there? And that's given us room and capacity for growth. And we want to see these chairs filled in, in, in all our congregations. Not with people who love Jesus already. Yes, that'd be great. But we want this city to come and fill this place. We want people that don't know Jesus yet to come and fill this place. So when we looked at coming back and meeting together again, we really felt it was important that we, we, we create capacity, we create growth, and therefore we've been multiplied into multiple congregations. And that's bring challenges with it. And we, we miss the 1115ers. We miss you guys. The 915ers miss you. And likewise, I'm sure you miss us, don't you, Margaret? You, yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. Um, it, it's really important that we're together. But we also want to create 
congregations and communities that love one another, built up in love, that we can add people to us and be, come and be part of us. So let's look at the Bible verse. Um, it's in Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, where it says this. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds, its up, sorry, builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And, and, and as, I, as we look at these verses this morning, I really encourage you just to think about some, there's some pertinent questions that come from that, those couple of verses. And uh, firstly, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Paul often refers to the church as being a body, and he refers to us as being limbs and parts of the body, and that's kind of a bit weird, isn't it? But, but it's true that we're all part of a body and we've got parts to play. But as, as, we, as I go through this morning, ask yourself, do you feel joined? Do you feel connected? Do you feel like you is your part in the, in the body? Are you doing your bit? Are you, are you growing? Are you, um, are you being built up in love? Are you, are, you, are you growing in maturity? And just have those questions in the back of your mind. Now, I was listening to one of my friends. He leads a church down in uh, London. And, uh, and he um, was reading a book at the time, and it, 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 it was, which was analyzing, the guy who wrote the book was a psychologist, and he was an- analyzing culture and society today. And he wrote this. It turns out that all human beings have basic psychological needs. He says we need to feel that we belong. We need to feel valued. We need to feel that we are good at something. We need to feel that we have a secure future. He then goes on to say there is growing evidence in the culture around us that those psychological needs are not being met in our society today. I think I'd agree with that. There's a lot of disconnectedness within our culture, within our society. Lots of people that not, have not got a natural community. Now, God created each one of us. He, he made us all unique. He made us all individual. But he also made something within each one of us that we want to belong. We want to be part of a community. We want to be part of something. And uh, God knows us so well, doesn't he? And he knows that we need to be part of a body. We need to be together. And, uh, it, and it's a beautiful thing when everybody comes together and we're ministering to one another, we're praying for one another, and we've got good, deep, personal relationships. So how do we become that body? How do we grow and strengthen as a body, as a community together? How do we give ourselves um, that capacity and that growth to add people to us and to be a community so where do, in that verse, in, in, in verse 16, it says where that growth and that maturity and that strength comes from. It says in verse 16, it comes from Christ. It says that he is the head. He is the source of life for us as a community. He is the one. He is the somebody that, 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 that the source of life comes from. He's the one that we follow. He's the chief shepherd. He's the one who's leading us. And if we're to grow, if we're to mature, if we're to strengthen as a body that we've got to be connected to Christ. Christ lived once. He died for our sins. He rose again. He ascended to heaven and he reigns today. And he has promised, one of my favourite verses, he says, I promise I will build my church. I will build my community. I will build my family. And, it's, it, and what I love about God is, and we've talked about it this morning, some of the words that came through is that he's not distant. He's not remote from us. He's, he's living. He's dynamic. He's part of us. And he's a part of the body. He's the head of the body, and that's where our life comes from. So if we're to mature, if we're to grow, if we're to strengthen, then it's it's making sure that we we hold Jesus central to all that we do and all that we are. 
Now, I was rubbish at biology at school, uh, but one thing I do know is if you disconnect a head from a body, the body doesn't last very long. Now, I've been out to Uganda a few times, um, and life, as some of you will know, like, it's been about 10 or 15 years since I've been, but when I was out there, it was a bit different to the UK. So if I wanted a roast dinner for chicken for, for dinner on a Sunday, um, I wouldn't go to Tesco and get a nice cling-filmed wrapped chicken and take it home, put it in the oven and cook it. The, the chicken was more likely running around in the compound outside, and someone would go out and prepare the, the, the chicken. And the way they would do that is they would take the head off. And if you know that phrase, running around like a headless chicken, a chicken will last for a few seconds after its head has been taken off, but then eventually the life drains out of it. Uh, I shared this story last week at the 9.15, and some of the faces there were a bit, um, whew, just before the lunch, so they weren't very impressed, so apologies if I've offended anybody. But it's true, isn't it? If you take a head off a body, quickly that body withers and dies and it fades. And we as a church, we as a body have to be connected to King Jesus. We have to stay connected to him. He is the life source. It says in John that he is the vine and we are the branches. And we get our life as a body from Jesus. He is the source of our life and our community. And like I said, Jesus promises to build his church. So that's why our values as a, as a hope, as multiple congregations, our values are that we dedicate so much of our time to worshipping him and seeking his face and glorifying him because he is the head. That's why we spend so much of our time just hearing from his word and receiving from his word and meditating on his word because it's life. It's the bread of life, it says. And uh, that's why we spend so much of our time receiving from the power of his Holy Spirit because he is the life source and we need to stay connected to him. It says in Hebrews 10, don't stop meeting together. And it's a real encouragement for all of us and for our generation. Don't stop meeting together. Come together, be a body, be a community. Because it's so important that we stay connected to him and we stay connected to one another. Jesus knows that we need community. We need each other. We need to be together with one another. Next point would be that as a community, the way we grow, the way we mature, is that we're built up in love. Now, if you look around, there's loads of different types of communities, isn't there? There's, there's football groups, there's pubs, local pubs, there's supermarkets, there's gyms, and there's loads of different places you can belong and be part of a community. And they're all great, and I'm not knocking any of them, because it's really important that we're, we're in communities outside of, outside of this church, because it's where we build relationships with one another. But there's something really uniquely different about the church family. There's something really uniquely different about the church body. And that is the fact that we... We just don't, have, we don't just have a common interest. We're not just sharing common experiences like you would down the gym and you build up your muscles and things like that. The difference about being a, a church body, a church family, is the fact that we're built up in love. Love is central to who we are, love for him and love for each other. It makes us so uniquely different. And, and I think what I love about the Bible is that this is a beautiful picture of the church at its best. In, in the very early church in Acts 2, you see the, the church working in beauty, in glory, and it's an, it's an amazing thing. And, and it, it inspires me, it motivates me it, it, to, to pray for us as a body that we will reflect something of that church in Acts, that we will be like that community there. We, we're not perfect, Hope Church, and, uh, but, but we long to be that church body where we're connected and it's the source of our DNA. What do you see in that church in Acts? You see a body of people that 
love being one another. They're in and out of each other's homes. They're sharing their lives together. You see people praying for one another and sharing their lives together, praying for one another, breaking bread together, eating together. You see a community that, that, that express their love for one another. And as they do that, the outside community takes notice. And it says in, that, it says in Acts 2 that many were added to them. They're added to that body because they were living and they were sharing their lives together. They were built up in love. And as we kind of transition into these multiple congregations, we at Hope Church, we all have the same DNA, that we want to be communities that love one another, that we're sharing our lives together, that we are connected together. And I recognise that Hope Church, we're far from perfect. We as a leadership team will probably let you down at some point. We, as each other, will probably let each other down. We'll probably hurt one another at some point. We're, we're far from perfect. And, uh, but it's so important that we stay connected. We're connected to him, but connected to one another, loving one another. And you may be here this morning, you may be feeling disconnected from, from hope. You may be feeling on the edge, you're wondering whether this is the right place you want to be. But let me encourage you. Each of us is so unique. Each of us is so valued by God. Each of us is so important and each of us has got a role to play here at Hope. So let me encourage you, seek God and get connected to us as a church. Get connected to us as a body. Alex, my brother, we, we were playing in the garden when, we were, when I was about 18 months, he was about three. And uh, we had this ladder, it was like a, an A-shaped ladder that would close in and out like that. And I was at the top, so I thought I'd go and find him at the top of this ladder. And uh, he then decided to jump off the ladder. And as he did that, the ladder went, and, uh, and I lost my finger. And it, it got disconnected. Again, apologies for the goryness this morning. Um, but my, quickly, my parents took me up to the hospital. And uh, the doctors worked their magic, and they sewed my finger back on. And thankfully, I've still got a working finger there. And, it's just, and I just feel like there might be people here this morning that feel a bit disconnected, a bit disengaged. Just allow God to reconnect you to us as a body, reconnect you to us as a church, and just find ways where you can get stuck in and connected and, and active within the church body. How do we love each other? How do we build that community where love is central to all that we are and all that we do? I'd argue that when we know that we're loved unconditionally by the head, by the source, by Jesus, then we can love each other unconditionally. What I love about God, and we, we, we've seen it in the words that came through this morning, that we don't have to reach a certain standard. We don't have to achieve a certain level before he'll pour out his love for us. Thankfully, he met me where I was at. He came to me and he poured out his love for me. And therefore, because he's loved me unconditionally, not by anything that I've done, He's loved me unconditionally, therefore I can love unconditionally. And it's really important that we do that, that we don't set standards, we don't set expectations for people that come amongst us, but we love each other for who they are. And we allow God to do the rest. It's really important that we receive his grace, because he's graciously lavished his grace upon us, and that we are a community full of grace, and therefore we can be gracious to one another. He's poured out his mercy upon us, and therefore we can be merciful to one another. Receive from him and then give out. Don't try and do it the other way around. Let's be quick to forgive. Like I said, we're far from perfect. We're going to let you down. We're going to hurt one another. But let's be quick to forgive. When I was younger, I really struggled with that. And it was a weakness of mine. I'd be really critical 
a negative. And it, you know what it does? It, bitterness takes root. And it can bring division. It can, it can divide a body. It can divide a community. So let's be quick to forgive one another. Let's be united. What we're united in, we're united in loving Jesus. He, he is all that we are, and it's all about him. So we're going to get it wrong at times, but let's be a body that loves one another and united in him. So, let, so how, do we, how do we act that out? Well, I think it's about sharing our lives together. It's about being real with one another. It's about meeting together. I'm not just talking about on a Sunday. It's about taking time in the week to meet with one another and be creative within that. Life's got really busy in, in our society. It's really hard to get time, isn't it, with people. But I really encourage you, make time for people. Share your lives with one another. Support one another. I, I've been part of this church for a very long time and, uh, and there's been many times where this church has stood with me and loved me and been gracious to me and prayed with me and, and I thank you for it. And there was one particular time when Amelie, who, who's our youngest, uh, she's about eight now, when she was born she had a very serious heart condition and uh, we were quickly taken up to Birmingham Children's Hospital and she became very ill. And this church stood with Nick and I. And you did that in many ways, many practical ways. You, you prayed with us, you cried out to God for us. You cleaned our house for us. You, you cooked dinners for us. You, um, you cried with us. You celebrated with us when, when we got good news. You, you mourned with us when it was bad news. And, and that's what community looks like for me. It's a, it's a community that love and stand with one another. So let me encourage you. Let's be a community that share each other's burdens, share each other's um, hard times and low times. Let's celebrate with each other when things are going well. But let's be real with each other. Um, I'm sorry, I got lost in my notes for a while there. But yeah. So let's be a community that loves one another. Let's be a community that's built up in love. And then my last point from the scriptures, it says that um, is each one doing their part. A, a body grows and, and strengthens when each one plays their part. And it's really important, isn't it? As a body functions, you've got different parts in your body. You've got your heart, you've got your legs, you've got your limbs, you've got your, all the different bits, and they're all doing their bit, and they're all functioning. Without one bit, you're going to struggle. If, if, I, um, if I didn't have my full finger, then I'd struggle with my netball, and that's what... Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's important, isn't it, that each one of us plays our part. So, and I think one of the, the lies of, of the devil is that He'll say to you, you're not important. Everybody else is more gifted or more talented than you, and you haven't got a role to play. And let me tell you, that's a lie. Each one of us is unique. Each one of us is, is vital. Each one of us is so important to this congregation, to this church. And each of it, God's given us and sown into us different talents and giftings. And I'm not dirty, and he's not me, thankfully. We're all different, aren't we? And we all bring something different. And God's told us to be good stewards of the, of the giftings, of the talents that God's sown into us. And uh, to be good stewards of that is to use your time well, to use your resources well, to use the things that God's given you to bless and to build up and strengthen the body and to the community here. So let me encourage you, each one of you is important. Each one of you is vital to the strength and the growth in the body, of this body. So get involved, get stuck in. Use the gifts and the talents that God has given you. Play your part. There's so many different ways you can get stuck in here at Hope. There's so many different serving opportunities. And what I love about serving here at Hope, sometimes, yeah, it's hard. Sometimes we have to get here early to set up and, and what have you. But as I serve alongside other people in this community, in this body, I get to know them. I get to share my life with them. 
They get to ask me how I'm doing. I get to ask them how they're doing. And sometimes I'm, I'm all right. Sometimes I'm not so good. And we get to work alongside each other and we build relationship. We strengthen relationship. And we strengthen the body by doing that. So let me encourage you. There's many ways you can get stuck in. So, so do ask us. Find ways. Uh, what you do. Even if that's just welcoming. Not negating welcoming in any way. Please do not hear what I'm not saying. But, um, but just... I love my hugs from Margaret, I have to say, and I've said it twice this morning. It's great, isn't it? Just, you just feel warmed and welcomed. And there's so many different ways we can get stuck in as a body and as a community. So let's build each other up, because our heart is that as we strengthen and grow as a community, that we'll fill this building. We want so many of these people out there on a Sunday morning that walk past this building to come in and discover Jesus. We want them to be added to us as a body. And to do that, we've got to strengthen and to grow so that people can come amongst us and be added. So I'm just going to sum up. So let, to be a Gwadi, to be strong, to grow, to mature, let's keep Jesus central to all that we do. Let's keep him as the head, the life source of everything that we are. Build a community that's built up in love. Let's love with one another. Let's be real with one another. Let's celebrate each other. Let's rejoice with one another. Let's mourn with one another. Let's be a body that loves and cares for one another. Let's be a body that everyone is playing their part. Everybody's doing their thing to build and strengthen and mature this body. And my challenge is, let's, let's shake off lockdown. We've kind of had a couple of years of just sat at home in our own homes and community houses. Let's be a body that's sharing our lives together. Let's be creative with that. And uh, there's so many different ways. And there's book clubs, cycle groups, just having a meal with someone, or going for a walk with someone. Be creative in the way that we spend our lives together. But let's be a community that does that. I'm going to quote our very own Richard Thomas just to finish. I thought he spoke at the 915 recently, and it was a brilliant quote. And it just got me thinking where he said this. The greatest commandment, which is loving Jesus, is the root to the greatest commission, which is loving the outside world. So love the person in front of you. Let's be a body that's built up in love, loving the people around us and in front of us so that they can come and be added to us so that they can meet Jesus. So I'm going to pray and then I'll hand back to Durkee. Yeah, Father, we just want to say thank you that you love us individually, that you called us each by name. And Father, in you, but you don't want us to be individuals. You want us to be a part of a body, a community. So Father, I pray this morning, Give us a fresh sense of who you are, a fresh sense of how much you love each one of us individually and just how much you want us to be part of a body connected together, loving one another. Teach us to receive your love, Father. Reveal your love to us so that we may love others. May we be quick to forgive and to be united in purpose. Our purpose is to worship you and seek your face. So come, Lord Jesus, give a fresh revelation of who you are. Unite us together that we might bless this city, Lord Jesus, I pray. In your name. Amen.